Hi everyone. Real quick before our show begins, we wanted to give a quick shout out to our new Patreon subscriber, Kiana. Yeah, thank you so much. We are so excited to have you uh, with us as a bus stop girl. Thank you for helping us out and thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks so much. Your support means the whole world to us. We we cannot thank you enough. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, on to the show. Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we get together every week. We watch a K drama four episodes at a time and then we get together here to talk about it. Yeah, this week we started a new K drama. We watched the first four episodes of Flower of Evil. We really turned it around with the genres here. Hell yeah, we're just giving everyone whiplash at this point. <laughs> what are they going to do? Yeah. It's murder now. It's murder. It's not even sadness, though I'm sure we'll have some of that. It's mostly just murder and, um, y- you know, ba- bad people and good people and some people you're not quite sure yet. You know, it. at some points in this show it felt low-key like everybody was a murderer. Yeah. Like every person that came on the scene was like, I suppose I did a murder once. And you're like... <laughs> I'm sorry, Kimujin. I thought you were just a reporter. What? What? You can't yell at this guy for being a murderer for two days straight and then be like, I guess I've also done a murder, but like, if we're counting, you've done more. (laughs) I feel like it's. I feel like he did murder through omission, if that's a thing. They seem to think it's a thing. Wherein. You don't tell someone about something bad that's happened, and then more murders happen. And it's not you committing oh. the murder, but I think that's what it is. It's like a, he has evidence, and because he's buried that evidence, and he's aware of it, it's not that he accidentally didn't turn over evidence. It's very much that he knows he has it and has not uh, given it to anyone and because of that, he is in some way a murderer. But I don't know. I'm wondering if he saw, like, I don't know. I don't know what he saw. That's a revelation for another day. Revelation for another episode. I did think you said murder by a mission. Oh. And I was like, assassination or like being a mercenary <laughs> is still definitely murder. It's still murder. Still murder. And maybe even worse. <laughs> murder by omission makes a lot more sense. Yeah, sorry. Big, okay. Big time Utah accent over here. It's Can't pronounce because... my O's like a normal person. <laughs> With the distance, the mind reading between us is a little bit lessened. Mm-hmm. It's been usually we're pretty on it. It's been over a year since we were in the same country, not quite a year since we were in the same country. So we have to reconnect the hive mind. It's gonna be so long. Oh my god, (laughs) thanks, it's crazy. 
Thanks, COVID. I won't be home for Christmas. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are our hive brains going to do? I'd shut down eventually, I think. Mine's working on it. <laughs> My brain just feels like static most of the time. <laughs> we got to reconnect. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Everyone might be a murderer in this show, and I'm kind of okay with it. But I was surprised at how gory this show was. I feel like we should have given a warning hey, before jumping into this. Top of the show, um, gore warning. Gore warning. When we picked this show, we maybe didn't know it was quite so brutal. But yeah, that whiplash going from spring turns to spring <laughs> to flower of evil. Uh, sorry. I literally was doing so fine with the gore, like everything was fine and nothing hurt up until the point where uh if you have if you're sensitive, if you are sensitive to the show and you think that like you'll have flashbacks to that sensitivity by me saying what happened out loud, just do a quick second or quick 10 second skip forward starting right now when they showed the Achilles tendon slashed. Yes. Mine was the missing thumbnails. Can oh. we not? Both of those things. And they're like, these are going to keep happening. I just hope we're all aware. <laughs> these are signatures of the killer that the show is about. So we will be doing a lot of these. I actually have a crazy irrational fear. Um, I have very few irrational fears, but they all come up in this podcast somehow. Um, so the one this week that I'm presenting that is relevant to this show is Achilles tendon related things. I am very, I'm very aware of the fact that my ankles are kind of a weak part of my body, which is not to say that I, I mean, I do kind of fall down periodically. Um, you know, I've, I've been known to twist an ankle, but not necessarily in that way, but in the sense that if someone gets a hold of your ankle... That's just very scary to me. That's very vulnerable to me, you know? And so yeah. the fact that that is even a part of this show, that that happens to people, and it showed like a little clip on camera on a security footage of it happening actually before the guy was killed also. To a live person. Yes. Hey, don't. Hey, just like mutilate when you're dead, okay? Please. Murderer man. Yeah, that's Please a nightmare. Wait till your victim is dead. If you're Let's gonna show be, some respect. If you're gonna be a serial killer, just fucking have some have some respect for your murder victims. <laughs> just serial kill, okay? You, you don't, don't need to be a torturer. Do not mutilate and do not torture. Come just on. kill. If you've gotta be weird, wait till they're dead, okay? <laughs> that's that's your free time, oh. I don't know. I feel like we should also be like the My Favorite Murder Ladies at this point, where we also warn that we handle death with jokes and humor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and if this is making you uncomfortable, I totally understand, but I think it's going to keep happening for these episodes, so you might have to, like, skip Flower of Evil. If you're like, I want to tune in to hear these girls take this seriously, be <laughs> horrified by all the crimes in this show, and be like scared out of their minds that murderers are coming. I mean, you're going to get one of those things, because 
we both grew up on criminal minds and yep. it definitely changed us yep. and the way we saw the world. <laughs> so, hey, we are paranoid of being murdered, uh-huh, but absolutely. also we're not going to bring that energy to the podcast. It's going to be jokes to deflect our discomfort. Yep. This has always been intended to be a comedy podcast. I don't know how often I'm actually funny, but I'm going to keep yeah. trying. Nothing's going to stop me. We are. <laughs> you're funny to me. I think, I think you're that's where funny. we have found a balance. Yeah, yeah. Is we laugh at each other because we think the other is very, very funny. Yeah. We're in a good spot. <laughs> but if no one else thinks we're funny, these might be the episodes where you're like, man, they're really funny. I love some dark humor. Or you're like, man, I should skip these ones. These guys are not taking it seriously. Yeah, I'm very uncomfortable with the level of humor being injected into these murders. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, man. I just feel like older K-dramas, though I haven't seen admittedly that many, kind of shied away from showing the body too much, especially at that crime scene where it's like bloodiest and most gruesome. And this show is like, Nope, zoom in. Zoom in on that hand. Did they blur out the part where it zoomed in on the Achilles tendon? Or did I blur that out with my mind? I think they always blur out the weapons. So I know the knife was blurred out and that might have ended up blurring out the damage. Okay. I like that. I like that. (laughs) That's good for me. Yes. I sure do love, though, that we blur weapons in Korean dramas. That's so comforting to me that there's something in Korean culture that makes them uncomfortable to even look at weapons to the extent that they make it part of television to not show the weapons. That's It's very pure. Yeah, that's really wholesome. It doesn't stop them from, like, there's still the content about what's happening. It doesn't stop them from talking about it. They just don't want to look at what caused the murder. <laughs> it's odd but comforting. Yeah. Remember when they blurred out that tiny eyebrow razor? Oh, yes. That, <laughs> that the murder lady was trying to cut the cop lady with? Man, we're going to get names eventually. <laughs> but it's, today's not the no, day. That's some episode two shit. His names. <laughs> and, and they did names. that thing in this one. Where a couple of people have multiple names, uh, pretty much only one person at this point. But that's yeah, still but that's, he's the main person. Yeah, it's a whole extra name, and it's not like he has an old name. Like I know Kim Mujin for some reason. I feel like they said the name Kim Mujin every two minutes. So I'm yeah. like, he's in there, the reporter. <laughs> he's there forever. Well, they said I, the murderer's old name so many times. Oh, wow. Just over and over. But I feel like it was so many times from Kim Jin where I was like, homeboy, he's got a new name now. And I guess he didn't tell him his new name to keep his identity hidden. But I was like, you can't just go around calling him that. He's a wanted man. Yeah. Um, But he, he does. He's pretty flippant about, I don't know, all of that information that his future also now hinges on. He is not careful. Wait, who? Um, the Kim reporter. Kim or the husband? Yeah, Kim, sorry, okay. Kim Woo-jin, because now the husband has enough dirt on him that it scared him enough to not 
tell a cop that he was trapped in her basement. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for that. That's a big reveal. I'm excited for two big reveals, and it's what's on Kim Mujin's tape and who made all those phone calls to the the victim of the Chinese restaurant murder. Because I don't think it was the taxi driver. You don't, don't think, think the it taxi was? driver called him 4 a.m. every morning? Oh, who I don't called know. him? I don't know. I guess that it, it could have been. I just don't know why he would be like, I'm watching you. Yeah. It, you think it's the dad? I don't think so. Because the dad's definitely dead. Mm, maybe. In my mind. In a K drama, <laughs> anything is possible. It's that hard thing. You just want to, like, hold on to reality where I know anything's possible in a K-drama. But I'm like, please tell me he's dead, he died of suicide, and you have his body, and just live with that. Yeah. Just have that be true. Don't go back on that. I do have this thought, though, that I do not think so our main character guy, the guy, the husband. Yeah. I do not think his alibi is all that compelling for not being the murderer. Which is to say, like... Ooh, my stomach just made a loud noise. I hope that doesn't show Uh-oh. up on the mic. This will come out in post. <laughs> um, I don't think it's a compelling alibi that the reporter, whose name you've said a thousand times and I still don't know, um, <laughs> and they said a thousand times extra... Uh, What's his name? Kim Woo Jin. Woo Jin. Okay. Kim Woo Jin. Moo Jin. Moo Jin says it couldn't have been him because the clock chimed at 3 a.m. Except I don't think it's compelling evidence that the murderer's clock gave him the alibi. Like his. Yeah, it was like an old rusty clock in a basement. Yeah, his like fucking wind up clock, his fucking grandfather wind up clock that could be wrong. It could be off by half an hour. It could be off by an hour. It could be off by a day. I mean, that doesn't, that's not how clocks work. But <laughs> if they're off by a what day, I mean... then they're on. But <laughs> <laughs> when you're right, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I just don't think that that's compelling evidence uh, that he wasn't there to... And I'm not saying I think he did it. I just don't think his alibi makes all that much sense. That's fair. I just love that aspect of the show too much to dig into it too deeply. Yeah, that they like team up. Yeah, and that there's this part of the show that's like, he is a murderer, uh... Do Hyun Su, the main character, he is a murderer. He killed the chief of the village. He may have killed with his father. He may have killed people since then. He was probably about to kill Kim Mu Jin. He maybe killed the guy in the Chinese restaurant. And I love that this show has already introduced these clues of like, but maybe he has never killed anyone. Maybe people believe he's this murderer. And he's just kind of leaning into that to protect himself. Like, he's clearly a little bit different in the head. They said he's got disassociative personality. Um, It's antisocial personality disorder. Antisocial personality. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
maybe he doesn't care that he's been labeled a murderer, so he's not working hard to clear his name. But it's interesting that the show is like, but also maybe he's not a murderer at all. Maybe that's all just a lie and a misunderstandings. And I'm like, that's so cool. I do. I hate that. it. I want to know. I love that. I love that we've got a bit of a Dexter feel, which at one point in the credits, the name Dexter came up. So I do think that this is at least in part Dexter inspired. Oh. Um, I don't remember what part of the credits. I'd have to look back. Um, but uh, I love that it's somewhat Dexter inspired, except I never liked Dexter all that much. Ooh, controversial opinion. I don't know. I just didn't get into it. I'm not like, it's a bad show. I just, it wasn't for me. Um, But this is so for me because the thing about Dexter is you were supposed to, I think, at least on some level, get behind the idea of a serial killer who serial kills serial killers. Um, But I... I I couldn't really like someone with antisocial personality disorder that does kill, but they only kill the bad guys. I don't know for some reason that still wasn't compelling enough for me to get behind him. What I love is that it's up in the air. If we're even supposed to like this guy, like if we're even mm-hmm. supposed to be on his team, or if we're supposed to be against him, because you just don't know. Because every once in a while, there are moments where you feel compassion for him like the flashbacks to people bullying him for being weird and retaliating and being mean uh but saying he's got demons in him just because his father committed crimes and it's almost logical that he wouldn't have antisocial personality disorder but that he would feel pushed to distrust people and have a hard time connecting to people in a uh i will say normal but i don't i don't like that word for this but we'll say normal for the sake of expediency or something um but it it makes sense that he would have a hard time connecting in a normal way to people when people have always treated him like that like he's a demon uh maybe just cuz he had poor reactions as a child cuz he was raised by someone with antisocial personality disorder uh, I like the idea that we don't even know if he has that or if he just, I don't know, struggled to connect with people. Like maybe he's got some form of sociopathy, but I don't know. I don't yeah, know. He spends so much time studying expressions that it really makes you believe that, yeah, he's got antisocial personality disorder they really pushed that narrative so again i don't know i'm a sucker for k-dramas i just i'm totally fine with a twist that like he doesn't have that because i'm comfortable getting into the idea that he does and being totally committed to that narrative that they're pushing very hard yeah i i do love that it could go either way because yeah he has to study it but at the same time there are moments where it shows that he has genuine uh, feelings, like when his wife makes him laugh for the first time in the rain, and it's very fleeting, yeah. and he only feels it for a moment before he's kind of haunted by his own past, but he does feel it, like, and it's not practiced 
and yeah that one was hard because I I think that's the moment that I realized that I was not a psychotherapist (laughs) and I was like I'm really bad at this um I don't know what's happening is that because he did the same thing he was maybe committing a crime with like a middle school girl or something when they were both kind of young and he does something and she's like don't do that no please and he just kind of smiles and you're like ew like a murdery smile but again they show so many times how much he has to like practice his emotions that you're like but that smile seemed genuine clearly he can feel something about something and then again in the rain it happens so he feels things I just don't have enough you know psychology classes under my belt AP psych is failing me my high school just did not prepare me enough to really analyze this character and I guess I'm fine giving up on it yeah just going for the ride it could go either way honestly we could get to the end of this and it could be very I don't know we could get to the end of this and they'll be like, oh, he never had antisocial personality disorder and it was all fixed once he was finally able to get help or do this thing or he was almost killed or blah, blah, whatever. Whatever K-drama world decides to do with it. Um, or it could get to the end and they could be like, he was a serial killer the whole time. And I'd be like, either way is so good. <laughs> Yeah, and either way is sort of unexpected, which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, they're stacking it up. They're playing their cards right. What, what, do you think we will ever find out what the first scene was about? The very first scene, he is tied to the bottom of a pool, drowning, and his wife or future wife, the female lead dives into the pool, you think she's going to save him. And their words are very interesting. You know, they they kind of set up the premise of the show. The words aren't too deep. But then she kisses him instead of, like, untying his hands or helping him. I don't know. It's a very weird, like, romance. Yeah. I think she was giving him oxygen uh, from Isn't her that lungs. how breath works? It certainly is not. <laughs> Um, I think there's some oxygen that comes out when you breathe out, but, like, just untie him, girl. Just start, get to work. I think it was either a scene from the future wherein he's targeted by a serial killer. Uh, Perhaps his father, if his father is not dead. Perhaps Mm -hmm. another person. I do not know. Um... It, it's either that and it's, yeah, seen from the future, or I think it's metaphorical, wherein he is, I don't know, drowning in something and she is his savior or something. You know, hard to say. Beautifully put. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Like poetry. Really poetic. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, I think that I'm leaning towards the future one just because the scene. Like I said, the dialogue in the scene that was all just in their heads seemed to be so basic to what the show was setting up, where it was just him being like, I'm a monster, and her being like, I will try and love you until you're not a monster. You're like, that's romantic, but I don't, mm, it's just the setup of the show. Yeah. 
Don't but... try and change people, though, girl. Just so you know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's much more interesting as a premise if it was, like, foreshadowing, like you said, and that is an actual scene that happens later and not just some bizarre dreamscape that they created. Um, I have a question that has no relevance to this topic that I presented. I'm ready. Let's change subjects. Did you recognize his dad? Yeah, his dad. Back to back. Back to back villain. Back Can we keep this role up of just continuing like one actor that we didn't even know was going to be in the next show is always pulled because we had team leader from yes. good casting over into spring turns to spring also a team lead now we've got the husband from spring turns to spring being a dad a terrible father yep again flower of evil. the second time he's played a terrible father Wow. Wow. Back to back. I loved that. When that came up, I immediately recognized him and immediately I was so stoked on continue getting to continue to hate his face. I think I even said in our Spring Turns to Spring episodes that I loved him as a villain because he made himself so hateable. And I hoped I never saw him as anything but a villain because I would hate him <laughs> no matter what after how well he played uh very upsetting person in spring turns to spring and so it's dope that this time around he's next level he's a serial killer politician he serial killer back. same difference boom <laughs> he brought it back he turned it up to 11 we're so here for it i of course did not recognize him i recognized that i recognized him but i had to look him up to see who he was because he changed his hair, so, like, he's gone. Yeah, he's he is a different no one person. to me. <laughs> that is a different person. <laughs> but, wow. So cool. I love the contacts. Those are so creepy. Ooh, those always make my eyes hurt to see people wearing them, because in my mind, it would really hurt to put full eyeball contacts in. They've got to be so big. <laughs> they touch your whole eye. But I love it. I love the spooky vibe that he just, this schizophrenic nightmare to his son, and he's also afraid of his son's wife. Like, I know that that line wasn't supposed to be romantic, but it low-key very much was when he was like, uh, Cha Ji-Wan is the one thing that keeps me, like, tied to this world because my father is scared of her. He's like, it's oh, kind of cute. It is. I love it. I I don't know. I think they're setting up some surprisingly romantic moments, and I think it's because they've set up a character who supposedly can't feel human emotion that clearly cares for his wife in maybe unusual ways, but it's almost like a um, if you care for her, you care for her type thing. I don't know. I think that's a tricky road to walk down and still make romantic, but so far they're doing an okay job because... When those tools just about fall on her and he uh, makes a dive to block her from getting hit with them. That also, I wouldn't call it romantic, but there was a touching component to it where I was like, maybe it's for your own benefit, but you saved her. This is, yeah, the most problematic romantic show because it's the type that you're like, 
They shouldn't be together. He should be with no one. He is a bad person. He is maybe a serial killer. And I still want it with all my heart. Like, I cheer for him when he's doing crimes. I want him to get away. I want his lies to work on her. It's so problematic. Yeah. Well, I, I just think, ship it so hard. I think the biggest thing is that they've set up this situation where I... In those moments, I do feel he's innocent and I want him to get away because I want them to find who's actually committing the crime as well. Also, sucker for dumb romantic things that <laughs> shouldn't be a thing, but they are. Mm-hmm. Um, did you recognize their team lead? The detective team lead with the glasses? I did not. It's that thing... Again, I recognized that I was supposed to recognize him. It's been a couple shows since we've seen him. He was in Crash Landing on You. What? He was the slightly less terrible brother of um, oh, Sari. Okay. Good for you, bud. Yeah. I like you so much more in this. <laughs> He's so much more likable, but I also don't trust him. I don't know why. It's something about the glasses, maybe. He's, there's glasses. just something not right about him. Glasses make people more trustworthy, for sure. See, but I'm like, they make him less trustworthy in this context. Uh-oh. Yeah. He was kind of a nightmare in Crash Landing on You, so if he's less trustworthy in this one. <laughs> it's He's got to be a murderer. Yeah. Those are the only two people I recognize, though. Oh, there was... The son of someone who got murdered that I'm fairly sure was like a paralegal or a assistant lawyer or something in some legal drama we watched, but I couldn't say which one. Aww. I just felt like I knew him. <laughs> felt connected to him. Yeah. I am curious if they'll get back to doing the cases, like a case per episode. I forget what that's called. Serialized dramas yeah i think it might be the term where like the first episode there was the case of the little boy who fell down the stairs and then the second episode is the case of the grandma and a maybe copycat killer and then third and fourth episodes they're like we're we're doing murder things now it is about the main characters yeah it's tricky because it feels really early to have everything focused on the case that involves him specifically yeah also i feel like they're closing in on who actually brought back like the copycat killer uh who is the taxi driver i believe in this particular case um could be like you said could be any i mean it could be the sister maybe she's a sociopath um i mean yeah, we know that the taxi driver killed the... Man, I have his name written down. Nam Su Gil. Mm. But, yeah, there are so many, like, other pieces of the puzzle that you're like, I don't, I don't know if he did all of that. Yeah. I don't know why he would call him every day and say that he was Do Hyun Su. So, like, who did that? Here's another piece. Pretty much just that piece. There's yeah. one piece. <laughs> There's one piece that we've solved. And, I mean, it's kind of the main one, because if he did kill yes, the man at the restaurant... The man at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I like this? Um, Nam Soon Gil, I found it. Nam Soon Gil. 
if he did kill Namsoon Gil, then that is the copycat. Like that's that's kind of it, and it lets Do Hyun Hyun Su. Su. Oh, I was so close. Um, that's what I thought in my mind, for sure. Uh, this is why we never try for the first episode. It's so hard. It's so hard. We haven't memorized usually by the second or third if we're really on our stuff. Sometimes I do not still. Um, sometimes it takes till the last episode for me, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but usually by the last one, we're really nailing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I it lets him off of the hook for being a part of these these this resurgence of murders it does not let him off the hook for the murder of the village leader that he has yeah. already sort of he hasn't admitted to the cops that he's done it but he's admitted that that was that one's on him but is it but yeah is we it? can't believe anything yeah or maybe that guy like tried to kill him first maybe it was like an exorcism gone wrong and it was self-defense Who's to say? It did seem like the village head really hated him. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, I don't know if if they solved the case of uh, Namsoon Gil in the restaurant and they were arrested the taxi driver. I don't see them pursuing Do Hyun Soo because even though she was like, this would get me a big promotion if I solved this, like, new case as well as this 18-year-old cold case, it would be awesome for me. I don't see them being like, okay, we solved the new case. Yes, I guess you can continue your investigation into this very old cold case. Like, they'd be like, no, you got to get off of that. Like, take a step back. No more searching for Do Hyun Soo. Unless it's compelling enough that they nearly caught him for this murder, that they can now catch him for the murder he committed and they still wanted to prosecute him yeah I just don't feel like they think they're getting that close yeah yeah because I think she even convinced herself that it was the taxi driver she was chasing yeah Um, perhaps they knew it was the taxi driver in the house because the grandma said he asked who Do Hyun Soo was in the picture yeah that's some good that's some good police work to uh, look into stuff like that. They're they're doing great at their jobs. They're super good at their jobs. Um, remember when she found her husband's watch? Oh no, I forgot. Oh, that's the yeah, part that made me I so nervous. I think I like blocked it out because it was giving me a bit of a crisis. Like I I immediately had to um end that in my mind <laughs> so that I could come back to it when I start watching the episodes again. Because your heart is racing the entire time that they're running and you're like, dude, you gotta get away. I don't know why I'm rooting for the murderer right now, but he needs to get away. He needs to win this. Keep running. And what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Just keep running. And then she finds his watch and your heart just kind of stops and you're like, what do I do now? How do I cope with this? Because she keeps doing those things where she is a cop. So she's like, that's my husband's raincoat. And that's my husband's soup recipe on the wall. And you're like, that's fine. 
obviously we can all write those off as just little coincidences. You're being a bit much. That's cool, cool, cool. We can forget about those. And she's like, yeah, I'm not going to be crazy. But to have your husband's engraved watch in your hand is pretty well like... At a crime scene. What? Yeah. At a crime scene crime- he sh- in another town. Where you were just attacked and also protected. Whoops. Whoops. Also, feel like she's gonna find out that her husband hasn't been with their daughter all night. Yeah, I do feel like he's been away from home a lot. Like, I... It's really hard to, like, solve crimes and avoid being caught for committing crimes when you have a kid. Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) Also a shop. I mean, there's that one neighborhood lady who's like, your husband's shop has been closed for like a week straight. And she's like, what? Why? (laughs) My husband goes to work every day, so it shouldn't be. And you're like, he's just in the basement torturing a friend. (laughs) Nobody worry about it. Buddy. Sometimes you're so good at lying, and sometimes you're so bad at it. Sometimes you just... it, Boy, howdy. It is making me nervous. I love this K-drama. If a K-drama can give me this big of a crisis, it's a good one. But also, I'm a little bit mad. I need him to, like, figure out how to be better at this. We need you to clean up your act. Yeah. You're being a bit much. Pull yourself together and keep hiding your true nature from your wife. God damn it. Figure it out, bud. I don't know what you've been doing for the past 18 years, but go back to that, I guess. Kind of crazy about his family situation, am I right? His new family? Like his parents? Yeah. That created an entire (laughs) identity for him based on the identity of their son who is in a hospital room within their home being fed through a tube to be kept alive. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. (laughs) What is... How did you meet? Was that... That was the car accident, right? Yeah. And what makes this beneficial for y'all? Like, I can see why it's beneficial for him. And I assume... I'm just... Someone hit him with a car. Yeah, my impression, though it could be wrong, is that maybe their son hit him with the car and got really grievously injured in the accident somehow even though he was the one in the car not the one hit by a car (laughs) and they were like i guess we'll do a switcheroo i what is happening with the mom i feel like the dad is kind of like going along for the ride he seems like he cares a lot about his son and he's fine with having a new son and playing this part of like a mean dad he's just kind of whatever keeping the balance It seems like the mom is driving a lot of this, and I'm curious what her motivation is to be like, you're a killer, and I need to protect you, and I also seem to care about you, and also, what? Yeah. Why are you here? I am dying. That is maybe the biggest mystery to me, is their motivation for hiding his identity or making a new identity for him. That that one gets me. That's going to keep me up tonight. Because <laughs> it seems to be chosen. It wasn't like he threatened their lives. No, it seems to be like a mutually beneficial arrangement. Why? 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 
Hi. <laughs> so many questions. I did low-key forget about that, though. Yeah. It's not the most interesting aspect of the show. It's fascinating. It's just an additional piece. There's so many pieces to this puzzle. Ah. I mean, I like puzzles. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a real dope K-drama adventure puzzle. Puzzle. Game. <laughs> Wrapped it up nicely. <laughs> we really nailed it there. I'm excited for this one. This one's getting me hyped. Yeah. Spooktober. Spooktober. Welcome to Spooktober, the spookiest time for K-dramas and only K-dramas. <laughs> That's. I'm pretty sure what Halloween's about, spooky K-dramas. <laughs> That's what it's always been about. And we all dress up as spooky K-drama characters. What are you going to oh, be for Halloween? Oh, such a good idea. I am going to be... I mean... Is it too easy if I go for the dad? I feel like just the black contacts and you're done. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to be the creepy doll that he threw in the trash can. Oh, nice. <laughs> the beautiful little doll that his daughter got punched in the face over. Yep. That's a nice one. <laughs> Thanks. I forgot about that. Well. That was one of the scenes that made me really not want to be a parent, but also maybe it's just cool that I'm not married to a psychopath. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that your husband could handle that situation a little bit better as a parent, so. <laughs> oh, it's hard. It was such a cool scene for him to explain to his daughter later of like, we're getting karma points so that next time something bad happens, nobody looks your way. And they'll all point fingers at the little mean girl who punched someone in the face. And you're like, that's a very cool concept. Nobody would have ever thought that way because it's crazy. Yeah, and I wouldn't teach your kid that that's how society behaves. But I get why you're doing that. Wow. Enjoyable content. But to watch it in the moment and his wife is just so uncomfortable, you're like, <laughs> yeah, I could never be a parent. I would I have do it. been super mad, and I probably would have done that thing you're never supposed to do as a parent, which is undermine the other parent's point of view in front of the kid. But I probably would have immediately been like, "Uh, fuck no, bruh." <laughs> it's yeah, it's that hard thing where you're like, maybe just take this outside for a moment. Maybe we'll just have a, a we'll just have an aside. A little a little meeting. Just a little a little meeting between the two of us. We will be right back. <laughs> Nobody say anything while we're gone. Put a pin right in this conversation. <laughs> then you go yell at each other in the hallway. <laughs> I have been working this lady for ten straight minutes. <laughs> she is about to apologize. Do not undo my work. Come on. I don't know how to handle parenthood. This is why we have a podcast where we talk so much about how to raise your kids. Yeah, I, we actually do. We give a lot of parenting advice for people who have never been parents. Here we go. Welcome <laughs> to Play on K. More parenting advice. Don't teach your kid how to be manipulative to their friends. Yep. Do tell your child not to punch their friend in the face for hugging a doll. 
Yeah. Also, do be there for your child. Man, do not leave your kid with grandma for 11 consecutive hours while you drive to another (laughs) town to try and cover up something. Do blow dry your kid's hair every day. (laughs) Just some fun do's and don'ts. Some quick tips. Is that good? Should we Mm -hmm. wrap up here? I think this is a good place to wrap up. If you have any quick tips about parenting... (laughs) Maybe don't send them to us. We won't use them. But uh, if you have thoughts on Flower of Evil and how cool and dark and gruesome it is, send those to our email at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we also have our website where you can comment on episodes. Um, You can find all of our episodes there. You can sign up for our newsletter and you can find our link to our Patreon. The website is playonk.com. Yeah, and we just redid our Patreon. We have two tiers, a $1 tier for our bus stop girls who just want to stop by, show their love and support, and get a shout out on the podcast. And then a $5 tier for our Happy Award winners who want access to all of our bonus content like blog posts and bonus episodes, early access to our episodes, watch parties, and whatever else we can come up with. That's patreon.com slash playonk. Yeah, we are on uh, social media a couple of different places. On Instagram, we are at Podcast, and on Twitter, we're at playonk. You can find us there, hit us up. We post periodically just to chat and let you guys know what we're up to, and so it's a good place to know, uh, especially when we're starting new K-dramas or uh, if you just want to drop us a quick hey. We are also on some streaming platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, and Spotify. And if you find us on one of those and leave us a rating and review, we would appreciate it so much as it would get us higher on the charts, get us presented to more listeners who could find our podcast more easily thanks to you. And of course, we would give a big, big thank you to you on the podcast. It would just mean the world for us if you could tell us how we're doing. Yeah, and I think that's just about it. We're ready to wrap up. We love you so much, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you. We will see you next week for the next four episodes of Flower of Evil. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.